the Louisiana Swamplands. Out here, you're either lunch or you're enjoying it. Make sure you end up on top with the all-powerful lineup of Kia SUVs, like the Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento, equipped with available all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, and the interior capacity to bring everything you need. So you'll always remain more than a gator's length ahead. Visit your local Kia dealer today to find your next adventure in our ever-capable lineup of SUVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this special video. I'm going to be doing a longer form video later on the day to cover everything. Just kind of going over the bullet points of this big DCU announcement that came out. Trades reported it. Um, and if you're brand new to the channel, you've never been here before, do me a favor and show a little class. Will you hit that subscribe button? That's all. That's all we're asking for. You just just hit that button. We're approaching 65, and we're hoping that you'll uh, you'll you'll join us on the adventure. All right, a lot to lot to discuss. So they they invited a whole bunch of people to the Warner Brothers lot. Nobody leaked anything, and the the reports pretty much go as this. The, they announced the 10 years that they're going to be basically going all, This is the main topic here is that DC Universe has the first 10 projects, which is Superman Legacy, which will drop in 2025, a Batman and Robin movie, Green Lantern series, a Wonder Woman prequel, and then a lot more. It, Gunn and Saffron, they they announced it, what they're going to do, their, their actual plan of a connected universe. The other thing that they've done, I still think it's confusing, and we'll get more information on it, is that they're still, it's so weird. They said that the door is still open for Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller and other people to still continue their character and like because the DC is going to be like this multiverse thing happening. So the reason why you have Matt Reeves thing and then these other movies that can still happen and then there's going to be the actual DCU, which is this set of movies. But they made it clear that Henry Cavill isn't coming back. Why? Why don't they do a Henry Cavill movie also? And if they're going to do, if, they're, if the door's open for everybody else, why just single out Cavill? I don't, I don't get that yet. Maybe that'll be more clear. I don't, I don't understand it yet. Um, but the, the movies that they're going to be doing are Superman Legacy, a Wonder Woman prequel series, and a Green Lantern mystery series, which is all very interesting. And then Booster Gold, which seems right up James Gunn's alley, so that doesn't surprise me. And then Swamp Thing, which is also pretty interesting. Saffron said, that it's going to be, everything's going to be taking place in a multiverse, so there's going to be opportunities, obviously, to do other movies, and said it's a standalone production entity, and it is a studio, and it's the first time that everything DC-related, film, television, live action, animation, gaming, it's going to be under one creative vision of James and himself, this Peter Safran, what he said. So they're also going to be doing Matt Reeves' um, movie, the, the Batman, they'll also be doing the Todd Phillips Joker, and they're, they're still light on specifics is what this article for Variety said. There's no directors yet. There's no cast. But they did say that Viola Davis is coming back for Amanda Waller series, which is also interesting. Is that separate? That's outside of this particular series? She's like, so I don't get it. I don't understand yet. Um, they still left the door open for the other characters to return. And they're going to build this one story that they're doing for the DCU and James Gunn brought together a bunch of writers, which writers are pretty good. You got Drew Goddard who did the Martian, Jeremy Slater who did Moon Knight, Christina Hobson did the flash and Batgirl, Crystal Henry Watchman, and then comics writer, Tom King who did Batman and, and Mr. Miracle. So they said they sat down in a couple uh, in the room for a couple of days and they started to bash out what the basic plan could be. So, it's 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 interesting. So here are the movies that are coming out. You got Superman Legacy, which is coming out on July 11, twenty twenty five. 
See, if you're watching Capes and Cows, there's no chance that we're going to get this thing out in 2024. So I think um, I think Koi owes me food. Set to open on July 11, 2025, Superman Legacy is going to mark the start of the DCU, as Saffron says, but it's not going to be an origin story. It's going to focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage and with his human upbringing, is what it said. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. So he is kindness and th- and in a world that thinks kindness of old-fashioned. I like that because that's ultimately what Superman is and has been in the past, and especially today, we kind of need something like that, and I think they could make it true with all the stuff that's happening in the in, in the world. So uh, Gunn's going to write the project, and Safran said he hopes he can be persuaded to direct it as well, and Gunn didn't really say anything in, in poker response. So I don't know how that's going to go over. I, I think I think Gunn would be good, do a good job, but I'm sure people would be hesitant about him directing it um, worried about his humor and stuff, but I, I, you guys are a good director. He can, he can figure it out. Zaslav also said that, that rebooting Superman was a top priority for the company as he was searching for the right leaders for DC studio. He said, it's surprising, uh, that Gunn and Saffron are turning into the most recognizable or turning the most recognizable superhero to lead the charge. It's, 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 it's little surprise. Excuse me. I was going to say, it's not surprising at all. Superman's for everyone, is what Gunn said. There's a four-quadrant film that should speak to everyone in the world. A separate Superman movie, this is another one. I, this is confusing to me. A separate Superman movie that's going to be produced by J.J. Abrams through Bad Robot uh, remains in development and would exist outside the DCU. I This whole, I, I got it with Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman and um, and Joker. It's a, They're already set up. I get it. A whole bunch of movies, and when you're trying to put together this plan outside the DCU, I mean, it just seems a lot. It seems like a lot. It seems like it could be really confusing too. But hey, let's see. Let's see what the plan is. I, I, it seems very confusing to me so far. The Authority is the other one now. From global fame to relative obscurity, Superman Legacy is going to lead into The Authority, which is an ensemble movie about superhumans who have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. Gunn spoke at some length about the authority, and it's a project he said is really exciting to bring to life. Uh, the characters come from Wildstorm. Now, this is this is something I'm not familiar with. So, this is some some of the stuff that I guess is showing the kind of the uh, the stuff that James Gunn is really interested in and wants to do. So, apparently, this was launched in 1992, and it was an independent it was an independent comic under DC Comics chief Jim Lee, and ultimately made an imprint of DC. The Wildstorm characters were later folded into the main DC Comics universe when the company rebooted its community with with the new Fifty Two initiative in 2011. Gunn said that he and Saffron intended to do the same with the characters in the DCU. Um, again, the Authority was created by Warren Ellis. It isn't just a story of heroes and villains, and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. I like that. There are people that are very questionable, like the authority, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy matter and then take things into their own hands. I think this is a smart choice so far because if you lead with Superman and then go into this, it shows you exactly what the DCU is going to be. Right? It shows you that it can be this beacon of hope with Superman, and then you can get a bunch of questionable people and also let Gunn play in that kind of um, strange world that he likes to play in and, and the and the characters who are not necessarily good or evil. So then then we get into the brave and the bold. Along with introducing the new DCU's version of Batman will exist separately from the version, excuse me, along with introducing the DC's version of Batman, who's going to exist separately from the version played by Robert Pattinson in the Batman movies, the brave and the bold is going to introduce 
the Bat Family gun set. First among them is Robin, who's returning fully to live-action movies for the first time since Batman and Robin. The version of Robin is Damian Wayne. Hmm. Gunn described him as our favorite Robin, a little son of a bitch, an assassin, and a murderer. I mean, he, they're going dark. They're going dark with this so far. If you go in from, from the two right into this, Damien is, a, is Bruce Wayne's biological son, a fact unknown to Wayne for the first eight to ten years of Damien's life. It is a very strange sort of father-son story about the two of them. The project is based on the run of Batman comics by Grant Morrison, who Gunn said was exceptionally influential on the DCU. The other comics writer, writer that Gunn mentioned was Tom King, who participated in the DCU writer's room and leads right into the next feature project. Whoa. Yeah, they're coming out swinging. They're coming out swinging. The question is, does it, do they acknowledge Dick Grayson at all? Or is it just straight into, is it just right away Damian Wayne? Interesting. And is it, so how much older than, we're getting an older Batman, it looks like, too. So this is a lot. This is a lot. And we're not even, and we're not even done. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is the next one. And that's based on King's Comics run from the same title from 2021 to 2022. Woman of Tomorrow features Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, who as Gunn explained is a very different type of Supergirl. I hope, I hope the, the let's, if we're going to go light, dark, dark, are we going to get another lighter one here? We see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock cliff, excuse me, rock chip off of Krypton, and watches everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways. Gun called Supergirl much more hardcore. All right, so we're getting three hardcore back to back to back. Swamp Thing, easily the most extreme example. This is a movie, I thought it was a TV show. Example of Gun and Saffron's conviction to diversify the DCU. Swamp Thing. We'll investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing through the prism of horror. Huh. And this is again, this is I mean, look, they're making it different. I'll get I'll I'll give you that. They're not going they're not going full light superhero Marvel tone at all, as they shouldn't. This is they're coming they're coming out swinging with Superman in a world of people with despair bringing hope. And those other movies, everybody you got assassins for Robin, you got you got the uh, the other crew that doesn't want have shit from anybody, and then you got Swamp Thing and Supergirl's all pissed off. So everybody's pissed off in this universe. By by way of explaining further for Swamp Thing, Gunn referenced the initial reactions to the Guardians joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe and initially questions about how Rocket Raccoon would work standing next to Thor. That mashup quality wound up being one of the highlights of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Gunn said they're one-upping that approach with Swamp Thing. There's a much more, this is a much more horrific film, but we'll have Swamp Thing interact with other characters. Okay, that's just the films. So to recap once again with the films, you have Superman, which is in 2025, July 11, 2025. They don't have release dates for the other ones just yet. It doesn't look like anyway. The Authority coming out after that. Then you got The Brave and the Bold, which is Batman and Robin, and then Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and then Swamp Thing, your first set of films inside the DCU. And then you jump to television. Creature Commanders, the animated series for HBO Max, is going to be the first project greenlit by Saffron and Gunn, who has written every episode. The show's already in production. What is this about? The Creature Commanders were first launched in 1980, and it has Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf and a vampire and a gorgon to fight Nazis in World War II. It doesn't appear that Gunn's version takes quite the same approach. Weasel is one of the characters from Gunn's 21... 2021 film, The Suicide Squad, is one of the commandos along with Rick Flagg's father, Rick Flagg Sr. All right, so does that tie into the other Suicide Squad or is it something separate? It seems like it's separate. 
Animation, Gunn said, allows their creative collaborators to tell stories that are gigantic, but without spending, you know, $50 million an episode. Crucially, Gunn said that the actors cast to voice the characters on the show will also play the roles in live action later on in the DCU. Okay, it's smart. Waller. All right, so I guess Waller does fit in to this now? I'm, so, I'm confused. I'm confused. With Gunn focused on Superman Legacy for the foreseeable future, season two of The Peacemaker has been on hold. Interesting has been put on hold. Instead, instead, Team Peacemaker will appear alongside Davis as a continuation of that show. Gunn said, which, spoiler from season one of Peacemaker, ended with, I'll just say something happened at, at the Mariana. Uh, and Waller, Waller is running, is doing stuff. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Along with Crystal Henry, who is part of the DCU Writers Room, Waller will be executive produced by Jeremy Carver, who created the beloved DC series Doom Patrol, and that was also canceled. All right. Um, so it is part of the DCU. So Amanda Waller then is returning as, excuse me, Viola Davis is returning as Amanda Waller inside the DCU. But does that mean that other stuff is still canon or no? It is, but it's separate. It's part of the multiverse. I assume so. That's what I would assume. Still confusing. Lanterns, all of the TV series, out of all of them, they seem the most excited for Lanterns, which Saffron described as a huge HBO quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. Okay, I like that. Good pitch. The show will focus on two of the best members of the Green Lantern. Hal Jordan, the test pilot was, yeah, we know that, and John Stewart, two of them together, who investigate a mystery that Saffron said plays a really big role leading into the main story that we're telling across our film and television. It's a very important show for us, Saffron said. The project is separate from Green Lantern series that was being developed by Greg Berlanti, which is no longer moving forward. Greg's vision was more of a space opera. I like that. Our vision is more true detective. I, mean, I like space operas, but that's me. Paradise Lost. This game of Thrones-ish story, Saffron said, is set on the island of Themyscira before the birth of Diana. It's really about the political intrigue behind... See... I like what they're doing so far with True Detective and these other things. I and This is the stuff, again, I bring everything to Star Wars. This is the stuff like now I want someone to go, hey, maybe we do this Knights of Republic like Game of Thrones like, like they're doing over in D.C. You can change it up. You can make it different. Now, I don't know if all these things are going to work. Some of them could be terrible. But I like the approach. They're taking swings. They're taking swings. I'm still confused by a lot of this shit when it comes to the, the – Amanda Waller and you know it's multiverse and all that but it's like there's still going to be more explaining to to do uh, as far as that goes but as far as it's connected what they're doing with DCU and changing up tones I don't know man this Game of Thrones ish story Saffron said is set on the island of Themyscira before the birth of Diana it's really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women and then Gunn said how did that come come to be What's the origin of an island of all women? How are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind it? And what's the scheming like between the different power players in that society? The provocative title recalls the Paradise Island Lost series authored by Phil Jimenez and George Perez, which followed a civil war on Themyscira. However, that run directly, that that run directly involved Wonder Woman. Hmm. That run directly involved Wonder Woman. Excuse me. Booster Gold is is the final. This is a show, huh? Finally, there's Booster Gold which is going to allow the DCU to fully stretch into outright comedy. While he might 
not be familiar to casual fans of DC. The character, also known as Mike Carter, is a fan favorite among devoted readers. Saffron also called Booster a loser from the future who is basic, who's using basic future technology to come back today and pretend he's a superhero. In the 25th century, Mike is a disgraced former football star who uses a time machine on display in the... Uh, this is... This, yeah, total, total James Gunn. Um, so what? where's Blue Beetle fit in? How does Blue Beetle work for this? That's interesting, huh? I don't know. I don't know how that works. So there's a lot here. There's a lot here. And there's a lot of reaction. My, my reaction to it, and again, I'm going to do a full Big Thing episode in just a little bit, and we can really dive into more of this. But I got to, I got to, I mean, the Superman thing, that makes sense to leave with that. And you got, and all eyes are going to be on this, on this Superman, on on the cast, right? On whoever they cast as Superman, and then it leads into. It seems like they're going darker. It seems like this is right. Like you hear the descriptions of everything here, and it all seems to have James Gunn's stamp on it, right? All of it. Now, some people might think that's a, a bad thing. Some people might think it's a, it's a really good thing. I mean, I think that's the reason why you take the shot with James Gunn to see what he's going to do. Now they have to all seem different, and it seems like the True Detective. Lanterns thing is pretty different. Um, the the Swamp Thing horror thing, like we've seen attempts into Marvel to go the like, kind of horror-ish, right? Yeah, still saw the Der- the Derrickson influence with the Sam Raimi stuff and the stuff that he did in Doctor Strange. There was that, but it was it was still you know comic booky. The question is how horror will they get? You've always heard about these things, and and the rumors were Doctor Strange was that they were going too horror with Derrickson and he wanted to bail out of it. I don't know how true that was or not, but will Swamp Thing be that horrorish? I can see Gun going there. For sure, and especially as a movie, and it doesn't seem like they're going to just worry about this PG thirteen thing. I think they they're going to try to really go gloves off. My biggest concern with all of it is just, oh yeah, yeah. So the doors open for Ezra Miller. The doors open for uh, for Gal Gadot. JJ uh, Abrams still going to do his super Superman movie, and and isn't there's seventeen Batman movies happening at the same time? And Amanda Waller. Well, that's a different Amanda Waller. I mean, it could be confusing for for casual fans not knowing what the hell's going on but again i don't know how they're going to release it yet but if you focus on just the slate itself it's a good plan so far will it it, we've seen from both marvel less so but definitely from dc in the past and even star wars for sure announcing things and then shit happens and those things don't don't come out you know, like it seems like there's actually, but again, a formulated plan of where they want to go and sitting in this writer's room with all these people going, all right, this is going to connect here. We'll put this animated series here and make sure that that goes here. But the Green Lantern show will really focus on what this whole thing is all about. And we'll set this up. We'll set that up. And you don't really announce Wonder Woman per se because you don't need to. You have, you're leading with Supergirl as your first kind of big, um, female superhero in the DC universe. And then you give time for Wonder Woman to come back. And maybe the idea is, look, we set up this kind of prequel thing where now we, we've gotten to a place where you don't have to do a, you know, we, we, Gal Gadot's moved on, we've moved on, or they do what they said. The door's open. They decide to do a separate standalone Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie. I, I just, that feels like a lot. That feels like a lot, but I don't know. All right, there's a lot here, and I'm going to be doing a big thing episode, which is about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. of um, of, We'll be covering this stuff all week, but but for sure this is the stuff that I just wanted to get out my initial thoughts, and the question is what do you guys think? you got to comment here. we got to have a full conversation. What's the stuff that stood out? Do you like the plans? Do you like the tone? What stood out the most? I mean, I like the idea of bringing in that super Superman uh, that we know, 
a different version. I like that we're not doing an origin story again. And it seems like I said, it seems like we're going light, dark, 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 dark. Um, and that's that's the tone. It seems like it. But again, we don't know what we're going to see. And then do you find the stuff confusing or it's like, no, it makes sense. It's like you just follow the DCU timeline. And then the other stuff is just kind of side projects. How do you feel about that? Are you on board with it? Are you not on board with it? I got to know. And like I said, if you're brand new to the channel, you've never been here before, do me a favor, subscribe. We're, we're, we're moving up. We're trying to get to 65, but we need your help. So go ahead and subscribe and let me know your thoughts. I'll be back here in just a little bit doing a full-on show today on the big thing to kind of really dive deep into this, and I hope you join me. So thanks again, everybody. See ya. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.